0: welcome to my empower project with your host erin Rowe. we will discuss nutrition fitness becoming your own boss and just becoming better every day i invite you to join my empower project as we embark embrace encompass and enlighten we're all adults here and adulting is hard adult struggle that's the name of the podcast that ashley barnhart hosts welcome ashley Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me on. Of course. I had no thought of starting a podcast. I listened, but it didn't cross my mind. And then I was on the last day of a conference called the Marketing Impact Academy. It was hosted by Shalene Johnson, and there were many speakers, but I only bought one course from one of those speakers. And that is where I met you virtually. And we both took Pat Flynn's Power Up Podcasting course online. And to those listening, I don't want you to think I'm one of those people who just chats away in those groups. I must have scrolled past one of your questions, Ashley, because we ended up chatting. So how did you end up joining a podcasting course?
1: It's so interesting to hear how you came about the course as well. I think everyone kind of finds their way there in a different manner. Uh, So my story is unique, and I'll share a little bit about that. It's kind of a long story, so I'll try to make it as concise as possible. But basically, in 2017... At the end of the year, I was laid off from a job that I had been at for five years. At the time, I was feeling a little bit lost. It's kind of the only thing that I had known after college. And so it was kind of devastating. And not only losing the job, but also just losing that group of friends that I had at work was really difficult. And, you know, right away, of course, I was looking for a different job because money. (laughs) But uh, at the same time, I also had this time to myself where I could focus on hobbies or projects that I had on the side without having to worry about having a full-time job. And so I proposed this idea to my husband of starting a blog. So originally I was just thinking about doing a blog and he was the one that actually said, well, why don't you do a podcast with it? Because he was always really big into entrepreneurial podcasts. And the only thing I had ever listened to in that format was Serial. So uh, my knowledge of podcasts wasn't that deep. So he is the one that initially got me interested in it. And one of the podcasts that he is an avid listener of is Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income. We knew that Pat had a course. I started to look into that a little bit and I will tell you I was very on the fence because I mean, you're not just, you know, paying $10 to learn how to podcast. Like it's a, it's an investment and you have to really be sure that it's something that you want to go full force into. Otherwise, why bother, right? So I needed a little bit of convincing simply because I didn't think I had it in me to make a podcast. And I think that's kind of what everyone feels when they get started. I don't think anyone loves their own voice, but he kept reassuring me like, no, you have a good voice. You need to do it. And so I took the course and he kind of like watched it with me. So we, you know, made it into a fun like activity and the course is amazing. And it really like walked me through every single step I needed in order to actually create the concept and the artwork and episode ideas and everything and I really felt like going back to the original story since I was laid off from my job this was the time to do it like I had ample time to myself and if I was going to do something like this it might as well be now that's what kind of brought me to the podcasting course and eventually creating the adult struggles podcast And I'm so glad that I went that route because the blog has kind of like fallen to the wayside. (laughs) I find that taking time to write things actually takes much, much longer than coming up with an idea for a podcast episode and just recording something. So that's kind of become the main piece of adult struggles today.
0: I do feel like nowadays we're so on the run that people listen. They don't have time to read really. And they can listen while they work, while they drive, while they clean. So I mean, blogs are still helpful, but I think it's good that we went this route.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't have time to necessarily sit there and like read someone's words as much as I would love to. But while I'm cleaning the house, like I'll listen to a podcast, you know, there's just things that you don't have time to sit there and read, but you can
0: listen. So I agree. So this past summer you posted about your high school reunion. That was one of your podcasts and I was like, oh my God, mine is this year too. So it just cracked me up and it actually fits in with your topic of choice. So is there actually a particular event that made you choose the topic of adulting?
1: Yeah. So in that particular episode, I brought one of my good friends on the show and we didn't go to the same high school, but we went to elementary school together and then we kind of split to two different schools once we got to high school age. So we'd known each other for a very long time. And it's one of the very few episodes where I do that type of show where I'm kind of like having a co-host in a way rather than interviewing someone. So it's kind of different. It's more of just like a free form episode, but I had a lot of fun. The reason that I love having my friend Erin on the show is because she was kind of a big inspiration for the idea behind the Adult Struggles podcast. As I mentioned, we've known each other since elementary school and over the years we've always talked about, you know, I wish we would have learned how to actually do important real life things in school. Like, if we had a class in high school or college for... Like here's how you file your taxes every year and the process you go through and when that needs to be done and here's how you buy a house and, you know, all of these things that are very essential to adult life that you don't learn in school. Hopefully, your parents have taught you some of it, but not always. And I thought that there was a need for something like that for people who are entering into their 20s and 30s. So that was the big inspiration. And yes, I had my 10-year high school reunion this year, as you did, (laughs) Erin. And I didn't go, but I know that you went to yours. Yeah. How was that experience for you? If I can turn the
0: tables? (laughs) Oh man, it was actually a lot more fun than I expected. We all kind of got along, even though we might've been in different cliques back then. So it was fun. It was probably 25, 30 people. showing up but it was a good time
1: oh it's awesome it would have been nice to go but I mean it was like a four hundred dollar flight you know so I was just like uh maybe I'll go for like the 25 year reunion yeah. or something I don't know 20 year whenever they do the next one
0: <laughs> well I went because I was local and then my friends were putting it yeah. together so I just stopped by we actually ended up staying pretty late like past close, because we all were just laughing about the yearbook and everything <laughs> but I love that you listen to serial because I also listened to some true crime when I first started listening to podcasts to like entertain myself on the way to work. And dirty John was like one of my favorites. Have you heard that one?
1: I haven't listened to it yet, but one of my friends told me that I need to, I'm really big into true crime. Like I used to watch the ID channel, on a regular basis. I don't have as much time now to watch it, but I just listened to Live and Die in LA is what it's called. And I listened to Dr. Death just recently. I heard that. And that one is made by the same company that did Dirty John. So that's kind of the next one on my list.
0: I literally couldn't stop. Like I just listened to it past my bedtime. Like I had to finish it. (laughs) It was so good. But I was gonna say I love that you took it to more of like an educational space, teaching more essential things that we really need to get by. Just little things that might be stressing us out that we're not exactly sure how to do. So I love that you took it from like entertainment, even though it's true crime is real to need that we have.
1: It's kind of weird because like all of the topics that I cover, there's such a wide range, right? Like I've covered things that not everyone is going to experience in life, but it's nice to have a resource if you do. Like I give this example because it's one of the more extreme episodes, but I talked with someone who dealt with a miscarriage and, you know, that's not something that men are going to go through, obviously, but they may be supporting their spouse in that type of situation. And not every woman is going to go through that experience, but they might have a friend that's going through it. So I always think that even if it's a topic that you aren't personally dealing with, you may know someone and be their support person. So even though the topics are very widespread, I think that you can relate to everything on some level.
0: And that's great because you can listen in your own home if you are struggling with something like that and it's really personal. You can just listen by yourself and just might help support you.
1: Yeah, and a lot of times it's, you know, things that you don't necessarily want to talk to friends or family about yet, personal things like that. So I think that it's nice to have some sort of resource. Like you said, that's just at your own home, in your own privacy, without having to bring it up with other people.
0: Yeah. You went to a podcast event this year the podcast movement. So what were some big takeaways that you learned from going and meeting other podcasters in person?
1: Yeah, podcast movement was in Orlando this year. And it's actually in Dallas next year. And I'm in Dallas. So I'm really excited. But it was my first time attending. And I will say the, the biggest thing for me was community and podcast movement is so huge on that I had got a little taste of it from like the Facebook group and interacting with people there. But once you are at the event, it's just, so amazing to be surrounded by other people who have the exact same interest or passion as you. There are thousands of people that attend. And so it's really cool to be able to meet people who are at the very beginning of the process. Like I met some friends that just launched their podcast like days before coming to the conference. And then you also meet people who have been podcasting for years and years and years. And it's just great to learn from both ends of the spectrum. So one of my biggest takeaways was try to engage within the community because podcasting can kind of be a little isolating. Like it's a hobby that you take up and you're doing it by yourself. I mean, you and I interview other people, so that is kind of nice. Definitely, I would say, because you're going to be blown away by the ideas that you get from it.
0: I want to touch on how I highly suggest podcasting if you have like future ambitions or you want to help people. If you want to touch lives, it's really, in my opinion, easier than YouTube because it's just your voice. It's growing rapidly, the platform. And I think it could become like, what do you mean you don't have a bank account? What do you mean you don't have a podcast soon? Because it really is a way to share your message, your current knowledge that might benefit somebody else. So Ashley, like adulting, we all excel down different avenues and our talents are showcased through your words and the way we go about this. And they go straight into someone's ears who is looking for advice. What do you think about the growth of podcasting?
1: Yeah, I think it's phenomenal. I, I think it's great that it's so easy to get started with a podcast. It's probably going to be bigger than YouTube just because entry into podcasting is so much easier for people people. I feel like with YouTube, you need a lot more equipment as far as, you know, you need like a camera and you need editing software. I mean, I guess the same could be said about podcasting and that you need some sort of editing software, but it's much more simplistic. Yeah, I think there will come a day where the question becomes like, you don't have a podcast yet or you don't know anyone that podcasts. Like eventually, whether you yourself have a podcast or your friend has a podcast or your relative, I think it's going to become much more commonplace. And I think that entry into podcasting is much easier than entry into YouTube, like you said. I think I heard something the other day that there's, I'm going to say the number wrong, but it's like 3000 YouTube videos are posted every minute or it's something just outrageous like that. And there's only so many accounts that actually are able to experience exponential growth. And I think with podcasting, at least right now, it's so much easier to get started. There's a lot of free options. Like you don't have to spend that much money to start podcasting. And you can continue to improve your quality as you go on. And there aren't as many options for podcasts out there right now. Like, I know that there are a lot of podcasts on listening platforms, but it's nothing compared to the amount of channels that are on YouTube. So I agree. I think that podcasting is going to, like, become the new
0: major platform out there. I think once people get over their fear and they have steps like we had they can see that it's possible for them to start one too. Yeah exactly. The next thing I want to ask you about is branding. Why do you think branding Mm -hmm. is so important?
1: Branding for podcasts specifically is so important because leaning into what we just said there are a lot of podcasts out there and you need to make yourself stand out. So I think branding becomes very important because no matter how much effort you're putting into it, you need to make sure that people recognize your podcast when they see it amongst other options on their, you know, usually mobile device. I'll just say, you know, on your phone and they need to be able to learn about you as a person because that's what they're going to identify with, right? Like there's a bunch of people talking about personal development, but who is actually providing that information? is what matters to the audience so they have to like you as a person and branding for podcasts and really for a lot of things all comes down to personal branding. You need to have the audience identify with you and just be your genuine self because no matter like what you're talking about or like what you're interested in, there are going to be people out there that can relate with that. So, I think it's just a matter of staying true to yourself and branding yourself into the podcast.
0: I like that. Be your genuine self, be true to yourself. And it just reminds me of when I did some e-commerce it's it's a totally different thing. I feel like it's easier to brand yourself for a podcast than to have to like get a trademarked logo. And I mean, you can do that with podcasting, but like you just put yourself out there. It's different than putting like a stamp on a package. So I think <laughs> exactly. podcasting yeah. is easier in that sense. So I know we both like makeup, <laughs> and so that reminded me. It's not just the large life changes that make adulting difficult. It's really like the everyday endless cycle that repeats itself. The upkeep, really. Do you have any advice to share to help people alleviate their struggles or like steps for overcoming the just constant stressors of adulthood?
1: Yes and no. (laughs) I mean, the one thing that I stress or I try to stress on my show is that I by no means am like free of struggles believe me like I have my own daily adult struggles but some things that I have found that help are trying to make things like repetitive tasks that you know you're going to have to get done every week or you know you have to get done every day try to make those as efficient and easy for yourself as possible a couple examples I can give for cooking your own meals I think that a lot of people around our age like in their 20s and 30s don't really love the fact that they have to cook. And so we've seen this huge, you know, influx of deliverable meal plans and that's because millennials and you know that generation we don't like cooking. It can be a big issue because it takes up a lot of time. We have to think about it. I think meal prepping is a huge thing. Like it can save you so much time. It allows you to not have to think about your meals every single day and it's just a matter of getting into a routine. So right now I'm not in the meal prepping routine. <laughs> But in the past, it has significantly helped because it frees up like at least an hour of your night every single night, which is amazing. I need to focus on other things that are important, whether that's an extra hour of socializing with friends, if that's what's most important to you, an extra hour of relaxation at night. So things like that, where you can make your routine more simple is what I would recommend because it'll take off some of the stress.
0: Like all things, it's easier and smoother and faster when you have a plan. It wasn't planned that you talked about meal prep because I don't think I've even told you, but (laughs) I am am developing a streamlined meal prep strategy course right now that I'm offering. And so without that protocol, it's overwhelming. And so it's just like historical that you came up with that example. Yeah, I swear that was not staged. (laughs) So podcasting needs a plan. We followed it, we're now loving it, and then meal prep as well. I love your concept because you make people feel less alone, whatever your topic may be. And adult struggles, it's a good reminder that we're all in this together. So where can we find you on the World Wide Web, Ashley?
1: Sure. Yeah. So you can find the adult struggles podcast on any listening platform that you might use. If you're an Apple person, it's on Apple podcasts, or if you're an Android person, it's on Google. And then I just found out that uh, my show has been added to Pandora. So they recently added podcasts sometime last year or early this year. I can't remember. So you can listen on Pandora now. And then there's Spotify, Stitcher, Stitcher and iHeartRadio. And then you can go to adultstruggles.com and check out the blogs and the podcast show notes on there. And then I'm on Instagram at adult underscore struggles.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for answering my questions today. Yeah. Thanks for having me on,
1: Erin. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being here. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find every episode, including the written versions to read, on ErinRowe.com. Be sure to leave your review because I love hearing your opinions on the topics I shared. Are they new? Are they helpful for you? Tap that subscribe button so you don't miss the future interviews and enlightenment to come. This episode was brought to you by me and only me because I love sharing new ideas with you. Take action to become better. Have a fabulous day.